0: You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at the American Bar Association's mid-year meeting in San Diego, California. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners, and joining me now, I have a very special panel of guests. I'm going to start, of course, with President Paulette Brown, and uh, she's joining us. So she has a very busy day, but she brought some company over. Uh, President Brown, who, who's joined us today?
1: Thank you, Lawrence. Thanks so much for this opportunity. Um, As you know from our previous conversations, that one of the things I like to do is to visit a Boys and Girls Club wherever I travel. And this time was no different. Um, I went to visit the William Oaks Boys and Girls Club in San Diego, and I'm fortunate to have four of its members here with me today. Uh, We have uh, with us um, Isaac, Alfredo, Vicente, and... Leslie.
0: And who, and who is the gentleman to your right?
1: And the gentleman to my right is Ricardo, who is the managing director of the William Oaks Boys and Girls Club of San Diego.
0: Excellent. It's so wonderful to meet all of you. So we had a little pregame conversation about rush and style. So I was told that it's never a good idea.
1: Or style and rush.
0: Style and Oh, yeah, style and rush. So, Isaac, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about rush and style? Damn. They don't have
1: chemistry together. I, yeah. Okay. It's not the first time, so. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: So, the, the basic bottom line message is if you want to look good, you got to invest the time, right? Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, let's talk about the Main Street organization a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, what, uh, what kind of program is it, and who are you helping?
2: Well, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater San Diego helps kids. We actually serve kids from six years old all the way to high school. So, it's an after school program that gives opportunities in academic healthy lifestyles and character development for young adults Males and females.
0: Excellent, excellent. And uh, President Brown, how did uh, Main Street get involved with you and the American Bar Association?
1: So, my project is called Main Street ABA. Uh, Gotcha. All right, all right. Thank
0: you. Thank (laughs) you. My
1: project is called, my initiative is called Main Street ABA. And so, what I've been trying to do is to visit as many locations as possible throughout the country and connect with as many lawyers as possible. As I was giving my acceptance speech when I became president elect, Uh, I thought about the fact that I was the first woman of color to be president of the ABA and with that carries responsibility. I also thought about how we need to increase the pipeline into the legal profession and how uh, it's never too young to get started. So one of the things that I thought about was visiting the boys and girls clubs wherever I go. And even though I grew up in the YW, there were no boys and girls clubs. Then there was a boys club, but no girls club. Um, That there is a boys and girls club pretty much everywhere. So when I went to Missoula, Montana, there was a Boys and Girls Club there. When I went to Jackson, Mississippi, there was a Boys and Girls Club there. Even in Calgary, Canada, there was a Boys and Girls Club. So um, so no matter where you go, there is a Boys and Girls Club. And the values that they have are just so important, so significant that I wanted to try and meet with them. And the great thing about it is that whenever I go, Either law students go with me or young lawyers go with me or they both go with me. And for them, many of them, it's a new experience as well. And so um, what I try to get them to do once they have visited is to invest on a long-term basis to establish a relationship with the Boys and Girls Club.
0: Excellent. And and Ricardo, I would imagine, just like the American Bar Association, uh, one of the biggest enriching parts of your organization is the Volunteers
2: yes uh, we'd love to have people from all sorts of life come out and talk to the kids this opportunity is pretty awesome because it gives them another option in life and what it takes the hard work to get there but the benefits that and also to give back that's one of our biggest things at the boys and girls club Um, these young men and women in our team program they do a lot of community service projects so i'm hoping that they instill that in them and when they get older they give back in their communities also
0: Well, and I know because uh, we've interviewed President Brown before, she has endless energy. She goes for insanely long walks in the morning, and uh, it's actually quite unbelievable. But uh, she travels all over the country, and it's just so many things to do. And I would imagine your volunteers, are kind of the same thing, donating
2: lots of their own personal time. And uh, But I uh, wanted to ask you, how rewarding is that? Well, it's very rewarding because I know that we've had—let uh, me give you an example. We have a young man— Uh, That's in the military and he spends hours at our club and he actually set up a a ship tour for our kids about a month ago Well with his commander and and the kids went on the ship and it was pretty rewarding for him and his commander to see that he organized that himself is anybody here? Was anybody here on the ship? Uh, they, didn't, they were, no, it was earlier in the day on oh, early okay. Wednesday, so we took third graders and fourth graders. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, hey, do you
0: guys want to stay around? I've got a few more questions to ask President Brad. we got a lot to hit, and I know she's got to get back to her busy schedule, but we've got some uh, interesting issues there. But do, will you guys uh, stand in and hang out for a bit? Oh, yeah. Excellent.
1: you sure? Well, I'm already keeping you over time, but okay, <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So I wanted to transition because you've been traveling. You mentioned Missoula. You mentioned, uh, you know, a bunch of different states. Now, I know we kind of, well, it's kind of joking around, but you told us you wanted to try to get to all 50 states. But it looks like that might actually happen during your presidency. So I wanted to ask you where you were on the tally.
1: So where I am on the tally, I have been to 32 states, one territory so far.
0: Which territory was it?
1: Uh, do I dare say it was St. Croix? There was the Virgin Islands. I
0: think you dare say that. Sounds really <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh,
1: and um, and so, but, but some of the places I've been multiple times. So, for example, I've been to California 16 times. Um, wow. Yes. So, it's not like I've only been traveled 32 times. Some places, like Missouri, I've been three times. And um, uh, Florida, I've been... Twelve times. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, um, so some places I've been in Florida, they they I come there apparently so much they tweet President Brown loves Florida, <laughs> <laughs> but but I have I have about thirty seven states. And territory scheduled already.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: so there's only one state that's not currently scheduled. And when someone heard that, they came running out in the hall to say, I know of an opportunity. So hopefully I will get that 50 states. Originally, my goal was to go to two states per month, but uh, fortunately, I've been. Uh, going past that so and you know the main thing to me is not just to visit them but to also get to know the people who are there and to let them know that the ABA cares about them no matter where they live where they are Um, you know going to different law schools um, rescheduling when I can't get there if there was a snowstorm um, and just you know I don't want anyone to ever think that the ABA is not for them, no matter where they're from or who they are.
0: So before we get into a pretty, well, it's not a serious project, but it's not as lighthearted. I wanted to ask you about uh, ABA every day. So periodically during the year, I've been checking in with you and uh, you sure enough have kept your word, ABA, something about the ABA every day, which is amazing because there's so many days in the year that you're able to do that. But I wanted to see if we could, while we're here, uh, these these episodes will be airing in a couple of weeks or so, kind of estimated, but I was wondering if we get a preview what's coming up in ABA every day?
1: Well, if if you take a look at the ABA journal, for example, for March, there is on the back inside page cover the benefit, the member benefit every day, and it's color coded. If it's a hot pink, it's a CLE. If it's orange, it's a podcast. If it's blue, it's a publication. If it's green, it's a resource. If it's purple, it's a webinar. So for example, March 1st is green. It's a free resource. It's study aids for law students. Excellent. Yes. So the first day of March, we've got study aids for law students. And then on Tuesday, March 2nd, there's a free video on family detentions, detention at the crossroads. Will the US government persist or desist? On, on, and then on the third, there's a free publication on international law news. And, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a free article on the four value based uh, pricing strategies. And then one of the other good ones is on uh, uh, March Saturday, every day, weekends included. No, every day. When we say ABA every day, it's every day.
0: The ABA does not rest much like President Brown does not rest.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> or, on Saturday, March 5th, there'll be a free video on ineffective assistance of counsel and forensic evidence. So the topics are really uh, pretty broad and and quite interesting, if I say so myself. Okay. And we're really happy that, you know, our various entities have agreed to provide this information for For our members,
0: I think it's an excellent program, I think it's an excellent idea, and it's been fun watching it uh, come to fruition. So let's make a transition. I know that you've been working on a very special project here, and uh, I I got a little bit of the pregame, admittedly, so that uh, we'd figure out uh, what was going on with it, but it's called the Implicit Bias Video uh, series that you're putting together. And so, could you tell our listening audience what that's about?
1: We have what we call Diversity and Inclusion 360 Commission. And in with that commission, we have four working groups. And one of the working groups is working specifically on implicit bias. Uh, we found that 85% of the population believe that they they don't have any bias, but all of us have biases. None of us are exempt from having biases. And what happens is that it has a detrimental effect on the judicial system because we make decisions based on our implicit biases sometimes. So the Commission um, is creating three videos, one for judges, one for prosecutors, and one for public defenders. And the one for judges is ready and will be shown at the House of Delegates this coming Monday. And it, it has three judges, who talk specifically about their implicit biases, which is obviously very powerful to have judges who will actually go on air and say that they have biases. And then we have three experts who work every day, all day in the area of implicit bias to talk about different triggers and three things that are really important with regard to implicit bias. So we're very excited about that.
0: Can you share some of those uh, examples of of what implicit bias is?
1: Well, it is, it is making judgments based on things that could be in your subconscious, unknowingly making quick decisions without thinking about it, without understanding the baggage that you bring. One of the examples that they give is that you talk about your gut. You know, I, you know my gut tells me that this is so. No, that is not what you should be thinking about. It's too subjective. You should take each person as they come to you and understand what it is and leave your baggage behind.
0: Okay, and so uh, my understanding is that uh, some of these videos are intended to be for judges.
1: Yes, the first one is for judges, and and I have to tell you that, um, you know, judges come to the bench fair-minded. Um, and, and wanting to do the right thing. But judges all have also acknowledged that they understand that implicit bias does exist. And so there's actually great interest from, public to, uh, from, from judges to, um, to have this type of training. So some judges have, have seen some implicit bias videos and they have left wanting more. They wanna know, okay, so now that we know what implicit bias is, what do we do about it? And so that's what we want to do. We're not just creating the videos, but we're also creating toolkits to go along with it so that they won't just watch the video, but they'll have something to refer to later on and help them to work through whatever bias they may have.
0: So it's made by judges for judges so they don't prejudge. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, not exactly. We have three judges who are in the video who were very willing to share their understanding of implicit bias and to acknowledge that they had them.
0: Well, I think that sounds fantastic. Well, listen, I know you have to get uh, back to your day. I know you have a very busy day, but uh, I don't know. We've got, some, uh, we've got some eyes over here looking on, and I was wondering if uh, I could trouble everybody for a Super Bowl prediction.
1: Well, you know, I don't think it's in politics. I will just tell you that um, it's not, not, ABA not ABA policy? No, it, it's not ABA <laughs> policy. I can tell you, I think I can talk about this from a personal perspective. I don't have a team in the game. Oh, no. <laughs> so so my teams are gone. You see, I, I, am, I, I have Giants okay. because I live in New Jersey and I'm wearing Ravens purple because <laughs> yes, I'm you from are. Baltimore. So, so those are my teams. They're not in it. And because I believe in diversity, Peyton Manning has won Super Bowls before, Ah, so let the let the Panthers win. You're going for Cam Newton, all right? I got you.
0: I got you.
1: That is not an ABA representation. That's all right. Yeah. So, but but seriously, my teams aren't in it, so I am a little bit ambivalent about it.
0: I think that's okay. I think I think think, uh, smart people can root for Cam Newton, and smart people can root for our root for Peyton Manning. So it'll be fun regardless.
1: Exactly. It will be fun.
0: So all right. Well, thank you so much, President Brown, for stopping by. Great. Thank you. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti for Legal Talk Network. Thank you so much for listening.